This is the God Kingdom Philosophy Podcast with creator and master teacher, Mr. Cornell Gregory. And now for today's lesson. Pillar 6. Ground Zero. Locating Self. Locating the spirit self. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see black, white, Democrat, Republican, or any other social group? you have pledged your allegiance to? Do you see past failures? Look at yourself and tell me, what do you see? The past pain, the broken hearts from the people who you love that has left you or hurt you? Where are you? God called out to his first child, Adam, man and woman, because he was hiding his nakedness. He looked in the mirror and he saw his human flaws and failures. The creator says, but who told you you were naked? You are the image and likeness of God. You are his child, his reflection, and his prized possession. This is the spirit self. You are not your body or your mind. So, but you are gods and children of the most high. When you look in the mirror, understand this truth. Dominate your industry and your thoughts. Be fruitful and multiply yourself by learning and teaching and change your world. Set order to both mind and your body. And now for today's prayer and meditation. Brought to you by Mr. Cornell Gregory. The God Kingdom Philosophy presents Spiritual Meditation by Mr. Cornell Gregory. My spirit is connected to God. My soul is connected to the universe. My body is connected to the earth. Ask your father, God, spirit, energy, light, wisdom, 
love life. The creator of the heavens and earth for his language. He will give it to you. Use it doing your meditations. It's its original language. Not taught by the hands of men. Only your spiritual father, God, can give you this language. He wants to give you dreams and visions. He wants to communicate with you directly to the children of the Creator, humanity, the God Kingdom. I would like to ask a question. What would happen if when we pray, meditate, we not pray in the Hebrew tongue, the Arabic tongue, or the English tongue, language taught by humans. But when we pray, meditate as one, in the language of our spiritual father that no man can teach. The birds speak the language of the birds. The children of God must learn his language. What would happen if at three o'clock, six o'clock, 12 o'clock, all as one, speaking, our, speaking to our spiritual father, the creator of all life, the creator of the sun and the moon? What would happen when the God kingdom wakes up and restore order to their promised land? When the children are one, nothing can stop them. Light must become one with vision. Visualize your true self through the eye of your soul. I am a God spirit. child and the image of the Most High. I am spirit, energy. I speak the language of the spirit. I am love. I am light. I am wisdom. I am one with the creator. I am fearless. I am mighty.
I am master. I am the one. I am the seed of God. I am powerful. I am the likeness of God. I am the light of the world. I am filled with light. I am one with light. I have the glow. I have the DNA of God. I have the Spirit of God flowing in me. I have all access to all the wealth of the universe and the earth as my inheritance. I have a soul. I have a body.
So if Jesus decided to be merciful to her, why does it seem to be so much hostility in those who claim to be followers of Jesus? This has always been a burning question for me, but no one has been able to give me a proper answer. Let's start with the term Christian. I find it rather strange that the actual word Christian is only used in the Bible one time. Now in the dictionary the word Christian simply means professing Christianity or its teachings. Another definition for a Christian is a person who receives Christian baptism or is a believer in Jesus Christ and his teachings. Yet people in the Bible never refer to themselves as Christian. The disciples never referred to themselves as Christians nor did the Apostle Paul, one of the most famous writers in the New Testament. In the book of Acts 11-26 and when he had found him he brought him unto Antioch and he came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Now one thing that stuck out to me like a sore thumb was the fact that my Bible teachers have always taught me to judge scripture by of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Then the word, or doctrine is established. 2 Corinthians 13. 1 Paul says first one this is the third time I am coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Also Matthew 18:16. but if he will not hear the word, then take with the one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. So this seems strange to me, that nowhere in the Bible does it validate the claim that believers should call themselves Christians. Furthermore, who called them Christians at Antioch if they didn't give themselves the name? We need to look closely at ourselves, and ask ourselves the honest question. Did Jesus come to destroy religion, and Satan tricked us into starting a new one in the name of Christ? The goal of religion is to search for God. The goal of the Bible was for God to dwell with man. 3 Chapter The Deception of the Very Elect Again, it is not my desire to offend any genuine believers who historically claim the title of Christian, but I admonish you to take a closer look at what I call, the deception of the very elect. Now in the previous chapter we established the outlook Jesus had of religion, and how oftentimes in his ministry on earth he quarreled with the religious leaders of his day. Now this may come as a shock to some, but I challenge anyone to look closer at the scriptures and prove me wrong. Jesus's one message to the masses was simply the kingdom of God, which I believe is better translated as the God kingdom, and that he was the way back to a direct connection with the Father. Mankind is the only spiritual being that carried the image and likeness of the Most High. Oftentimes I wonder why his message does not seem to line up with most Christians today. Jesus taught the kingdom of God, God kingdom, not follow me or I'm going to kill you. Jesus never forced himself on anyone. So what I am about to say may come as a shock to many but I think it's important to finally open our eyes, and let's take a closer look at what has really happened. Let's look at what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Three and as he said upon the Mount of Olives the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us when shall these things be? And what of thy coming? And of the end of the world? Before we go any further I would like to point out that the disciples asked Jesus three questions. For in Jesus said number five dot for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many point six dot and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that he be not trouble, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Seven for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, 
and there shall be famines, and pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. Eight all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Nine then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all ten and then shall he be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Eleven and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. Twelve and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Thirteen but he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Fourteen and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Fifteen when he therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, who read it, let him understand. Sixteen then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Seventeen let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Eighteen neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Nineteen and woe unto them that are with child, and to who that gives suck in those days. Twenty but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter neither on the Sabbath. Twenty one for then shall be great tribulations, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Twenty-two and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the very elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Twenty-three then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not. Twenty-four for there shall arise false Christ, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, and so much that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. 25 Behold, I told you before. 26 Wherefore if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. 27 For as lightning cometh out of the east, and its even shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus clearly, that when he comes back, everyone on earth will see him. So movies like Left Behind goes directly against the very words of Jesus. Now this passage of scripture has always struck a strange chord with me now in light of Christ never calling anyone Christians, the disciples not referring to themselves as Christians, or even the Apostle Paul never referring to himself as a Christian, could it possibly be that Christ was referring to people doing heinous acts under the false flag name of Christianity? Now looking back in history at European imperialism and colonization movements, millions of people suffered at the hands of evil people representing themselves as Christians. These evil individuals committed genocide on millions of people. The African continent has suffered greatly at this antichrist against Christ activity. What about the Africans enslaved and other innocent people around the world taught to love a white graven image that they called Jesus? In the book of Revelation 13, 14-16 it is clear that the Antichrist system was going to impose an image that will be forced upon people to worship or face death. That really doesn't sound like a son of God's message at all. So that makes that an Antichrist movement, because Christ did not endorse that kind of behavior. These people claim to be his followers. Some went as far to say that Jesus sent them to do it. So which one of these acts lined up with the message of Christ? Now, I completely understand that other religious groups have also committed horrible acts of violence to innocent people, in the name of whatever religion they claim, but Jesus was very clear in saying, there will be acts done in his name. 
Another thought that always crossed my mind was why the whitewashing of the Christian portraits. Was that a deliberate act to deceive? It's clear that the geographical location of most characters in the Bible has never been represented fairly in most Christian circles. Even characters that we know come from parts of the world that are known for their dark skin were always depicted as blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. Wouldn't that be considered a graven image? How can a Christian organization endorse over 400 years of slavery of another race under the Christian flag? How could the same group of people murder people for reading the Bible in Europe for centuries? Come up with the by-and-by doctrine, while they raped, robbed people of their homeland, and killed in the here and now. Does anyone else have a problem with this besides me? How does a cross, that was meant to be a symbol of victory and sacrificial love, become used as a symbol of fear and terrorism? In our religiosity did we just choose to look the other way? Time after time we discover racially motivated slants and lies on scripture by people carrying the Christian flag. Does not the Bible call God, the Father of all creation? Where did the division come from in mankind? What makes Cain want to kill his brother? If blood has been shed claiming to be done in the name of Christ, how is this not an antichrist movement when Christ said himself, his reason for coming was to give his life for the world every ethnicity. John 3.16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So if Christ died for all people, healed the sick, raised the dead, gave to the poor, how is it that individuals claiming they follow Christ, leave such a huge trail of bloody rape and murders? How, with a good conscience, can a true believer continue to share a name with people that have committed such terrible acts? Again, no one in the Bible, not Jesus, not the disciples, or even the Apostle Paul ever claimed the name of Christianity. So for the record I know a lot of believers who have innocently fallen into the mode of using the name Christianity, to me it is just a title and God's most precious creation cannot be defined by a title, but I admonish you to look further inside yourself and ask yourself, am I one of the very elect that has been deceived? I am willing to admit, that I was in the same boat as other genuine believers, who unknowingly shared this name. I would no longer share a name that Jesus never endorsed, that the disciples never claimed, or the Apostle Paul adheres to. I'm going to say for the record, if we look at the history of the Christian flag and all of its subsidiary denominations, and ask ourselves, what's Christ-like about them? Christ's is about unity yet they seem to be about division. Christ gave his life for many yet these Christians seem to take many lives. I find that really ironic. 4 Chapter The King and His Original Plan for Creation Now in this chapter I'm going to simply
This broadcast has been brought to you by the God Kingdom Philosophy with creator and master teacher, Mr. Cornell Gregory. To find out more, please follow us at Mr. Cornell Gregory Health Coach. Thank you, and until next time, have a peaceful day.